Welcome to today's episode 5 of Straight Talk, the show where we talk about today's news, men's issues, sports, and health tip corner. This show is for our men, or well, from a men's perspective, but ladies, it's for you as well. You can learn more about the men in your life and help them to grow as men in society. So friends, thank you today for joining us. The first thing we're going to talk about after we... I got a few things that I wanted to talk about today's issue. Um, a lot of health issues and also stuff to organize men like we did a couple of weeks ago. We talked about men playing a pivotal road, role in the children's growth and um, bringing them up, rearing them, whichever way you want to speak it or say it. Um, we talked about that, which the men have a very important role and hopefully everybody's allowing those men to have that role and don't do stuff to either negatively affect that role and or affect the way they perform that role for the children in their life, whether it be the growers, boys, or whichever. Um, I know there's a lot of display on the nuclear family and there's a lot of families that don't have that situation anymore. But all in all, it's a a very healthy and good way when you have the two parents there and two parents involved. Even if it's a co-parenting situation, it's still if the parents cohabitate together, making sure the child is taken care of, make sure they're doing their stuff and work things out as far as rearing the children. That's another great aspect or great thing that we need to push more and more towards so uh parents out there both male and female or whichever but both parents being there to help the child because sometimes there's certain things that the child can't take care of on or the one parent can't take care of that the other parent can too can and it goes the same with um uncles and aunts and grandmas and grandpas and all that you need to have different influences in the children's life. Sometimes you're not going to know how to do something. Sometimes you're not going to know how to handle a situation. So you need another person or another perspective in this situation to handle it. So I just want to say that before we get into the show, because I did two, do two weeks of topics about that. Well, for first and foremost, the conflict with Hamas and Israel. And yes, there was an actual news reporter that said it was Hummus that attacked Israel. I actually heard a few people say Hummus, so make sure the Hummus in your refrigerator does not expire because when it expired, it goes bad. Anyway, that was my little take on there. But um in a more serious note about the situation, I just want to make fun of the situation in a way I know it's not something to make fun of, but I wanted to send a little lighter note into the situation because it's causing a lot of conflict, not only among them, but among people that know each other. It's causing some conflicts, and there's a lot of people out there. One person takes this side, the other person takes that side. And, you know, like I always say, uh, you have a right to your own opinion. I'm not going to fault somebody for their opinion because. This is why we live in this country. We are, we're part of this country. We live in this country for the freedom, freedom of speech and all that. So hold on one second there. You hear a little hiss as I open that little uh, bottle over there of um, the uh, sparkling water. I didn't know if it was called, um, what you call it, sparkling water or we'll see the word for it. Like not a salsa. That's what it was. It's actually sparkling water, though. I knew I had something here, so I wanted to check out, make what it saw, what it was before I said it. Anyway, because you know sometimes they call it different things. But I have heard several quote unquote influencers, several podcasts, several people just in general in everyday life tell their opinion about the conflict, and one person takes one side, another person takes another side. Oh, that side's wrong because of this. This side's wrong because of that. And guess what? The whole situation in a whole is wrong. That's my perspective on it, is I take the whole situation as a whole as a wrong. 
And no matter which side you support, these are just two sides that can't get along right now. And that's the bottom line of the situation. It's a sad, sad situation. Because guess what? There's a lot of people that are not even involved in the situation. Families, children, young ones, you know, husbands, wives, that have no horse in the race, if you will, or dog in the race, however you want to say it. And yet they're suffering as well because they're the innocent lives that are getting taken. That's the way I look at it. I, I shed my tears. I give my thoughts. I give my concerns for the innocent people that are being affected by this. Because, of course, there's a lot of people that are for and want this, this war. It's understandable. They have a conflict with each other. I always go back to George Carlin and one of my favorite comics, one of my favorite philosophers. And he would always say, what? They have bigger, you know what, than us? Bomb them. Or what? They don't believe in our God? Bomb them. And this is the basic situation of the war. I mean, when you get down to the nitty gritty of this, this is what it is. This is two people that have two very distinct ways of looking at stuff or distinct um, aspects to the situation that they're in or we're in with them, I guess, now because we went and put our nose in the situation like we always do, which we shouldn't do, but we always do. Um, so I guess we're part of the situation now by default, which is kind of messed up, but hey. That's the way things go, right? So we got to do what you can. But like I said, the real people that are hurting, the real people that are suffering is the innocent people more so than anybody else involved in it. This is usually what happens in a war or quote unquote, any conflict between countries, sides, people, religion, whatever it is. And, you know, I... Look at it this way. I have my beliefs as far as religion goes. And somebody else might have a completely different belief. And that's okay because guess what? That's what makes this world. I say this a lot on here. This is what makes the world interesting. This is what makes the world fun. Is people sit around, talk about what they talk about, say what they have to say, talk about the side they're for or against, and they give their perspective. And this is what the country is based on, is freedom, right? I know sometimes our freedoms are a delusion or are not really given to us, but this is one of the freedoms that we do have and kind of cherish. Um, I took a while ago, I took a family trip to um, Washington, D.C., and it was interesting to see the whole thing, to see how it works and see how, you know, everything goes there so it was a, a quite an interesting situation to be in and be able to see it and i got a little book of the u.s constitution i read it at first i haven't read it lately but i do want to read it again and there's a lot of things in there one of those are freedom of speech freedom to say what you want to say and that's why a lot of people are coming to this country for better or for worse, but because they want that freedom. They want to be able to express themselves. They want to be able to talk. They want to be able to say what they have to say. And guess what? Like I just said, with religion, you have the right to believe in whatever the hell you want. If you want to believe in some guy in the sky, some guy underground, some rock in the middle of a desert, whatever that may be, your belief is your right. You have the right to believe that. I might not believe the same as you. I may not defend what you're saying because I don't believe it. But I will defend your right to be able to say that. And that is truly the bottom line of a situation is you want people to have that freedom to be able to express themselves, to talk about situations, stuff like that. So that's my perspective on it. And I know a lot of people are putting their outlook on it. Personally, like I said, my belief my thoughts against it is against the entire situation and the people getting hurt. That's what my things are. 
I'm not taking sides. Like I said, I don't have a horse in the race, dog in the race, however you want to put it. It's, it's been said both ways. So, you know, I, I don't have that. I don't have that perspective in the situation. So I don't have a need to take a side. It's just, I'm not in that country. I'm not part of either one of their societies or religion. So I don't really have a side. I don't really have a perspective because guess what? At the end of the day, both sides have. Thoughts or own idea ideologies about the situation, and it holds true to both sides. And because of that, both believe they're right. So, you know, it's kind of a toss up for them. Both sides believe they're right, and they're going to fight for that right. And hey, that's what sometimes it boils down to is people just fighting for the right in the situation they're in. Like I said, that's what sometimes it just boils down to. It's just a bunch of people with their belief and thinking their belief is right. The other person's wrong. And maybe if we could see things from both perspectives a little bit more in society, we'd be able to have a better, um, a better life, a better society as a whole, because we would be able to actually look at and understand each other's situation if we step back there's a lot of people in this world that i know and some people just they have their belief and no matter how much evidence you put that their belief may not be the ultimate belief or the truth or whatever you want to say they will wholeheartedly still hold their ground and only believe in their belief and that's it and those are hard-headed people that can't evaluate evidence and see and say, hey, I understand there's uh, this, this, and this. So maybe I should take a step back, take a look at it from your perspective and your perspective and their perspective and everybody's perspective and see what the situation is instead of saying, okay, my belief is the best way to go. Yours is ridiculous. I want to fight you. Because guess what? It's a fight. In the end of it, all, oh, it's a fight. And that's what we're getting down to is a fight. And for the most part, fights don't settle much. We all know that. We've all seen it. We all dealt with it. And we know that. And sometimes fighting each other is just making the situation worse. So hopefully someone can step back take a look at the situation i highly doubt it right now because of the way it's going but if there's a glimmer of hope maybe someone sorry closing my eyeglass case over there was a kind of get the marks off my glasses so i could see better but um if someone could step back take a look at it from both sides maybe we'd have a better perspective situation and that would just make our lives and life and whole better it's a nice little thought it's a nice little wish but if you're sitting back there and you have your opinion on the situation just think about what i said really take a whole cold hard look at it and say you know what is it really worth it maybe instead of doing this we should just sit down and work things out if people could do that it'd be better i know there's a lot of people that are not willing to do so and that's the thing and Believe me, you don't have to totally forgive the person for what they did because sometimes things that people do is unforgivable. You don't have to fully, wholeheartedly trust that person because guess what? Sometimes the trust that is broken cannot be fixed. And that's just life. But guess what? You can step back and say, listen, I see your perspective, whatever. It's cool this you go your way i go my way and that's the way we settle the situation that's what we take care of the situation that'd be best if people could do that 
And I saw, like I said, I see a lot of influencers and people that talk about politics and stuff. I try not to talk about politics that much, to just talk about other things. Every now and then, of course, politics is going to sneak in there and rear its ugly head. Because that's mostly what it is. Because when you get down to it, and you really think about it, what is politics? It's just a bunch of corrupt people trying to gain more and more power over the other. That's basically it. So, just wholeheartedly remember that. The next time you want to have a argument or a situation with somebody, remember. It's just not worth it sometimes. And the politicians out there, either large or small, for the most part, have mostly their interests in mind and that's it, not yours. They'll say they want your, they have your interest because they want your vote. But the downside, you know that's not true. And for the most part, when you vote or you pick a side, you're picking the side of the lesser evil instead of picking the side you need to pick for the most part. So maybe, just maybe, a glimmer of hope. So like I said, I saw a lot of YouTube people, pod people, influencer people, stuff like that, giving their opinion. Like I said, I'm not going to say which side's right or wrong because honestly I don't think either one is and I don't think either one's handling it correctly but that's the way they're handling it so I can hope for the best and hope that all these innocent people come out good but all these people that are being put down for their opinions like I said in the beginning we live in a country of freedom where people can express themselves can express their opinions and granted you don't have to agree with them like, I see several people I follow or watch videos of, and I don't agree with every aspect and every point they have, but guess what? I agree with a little something, so I keep following them, and I keep cool with them. I have people I know as friends. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with their political perspective. I don't agree with their political outlook. But I'll sit there and I'll listen to them. But I know deep down inside that there's another aspect that we have a lot more in common. And that's the aspect that connected us. So I'm not going to fault a person or destroy a person or call, just cut off a person because of one perspective that we don't share when we share another perspective. So think about it that way. If you have that other perspective that you can share with that person there you go you just won you just have that other perspective i know that i went on a tangent with this but i just hope maybe somebody listen will get it and understand it that situation that way because guess what there's no need for all this hate and anger there's not there's no need for it so before uh, this is kind of on the side of the um, health tip type advice there's one perspective here before we get into some other stuff i know i went on about that for a while let's gotta take a little swig of a drink there um so what i'm talking about is california and they're being the first state to ban I mean, some of the stuff they do is kind of crazy, but this is actually something pretty good. And um, I'll get more into this, but California legislators passed the first bill in the U.S. to ban food actives, including red dye number three. If the government signs into law, the measure would be prohibiting for chemicals in foods and drinks that have been linked to health issues. Cancer. The active bill would prohibit serve variety of purposes to make foods look more appealing and last longer in shelf life. So remember, something that, like McDonald's, if you look, there's several um, Instagram and um, Facebook posts and stuff showing foods that are normal foods made with normal fresh stuff that isn't chemically enhanced to last longer. And they deteriorate in a few days. And I don't mean to just pick on McDonald's because it's a lot of fast food places. McDonald's, King, stuff like that. 
they have stuff that won't deteriorate for months, sometimes even years. It looks normal. So what exactly are they putting in there to preserve that and chemically alter it? Do you really want to put that in your body? Really think about that. So California legislation passes the first bill. Governor Gavin Newsom, a Democrat, signed into Assembly Bill Number 418, would prohibit the sale of food, drinks in California that contain the red dye number three, potassium. I'm not going to go through all that junk in it. So it will prohibit it starting in 220, uh, 2027. You've got a little ways to get your chemicals in. It is enriched and it makes the first time. That a state passes ban food actives, permitting food and from the Drug Administration. The four chemicals are already in illegal in European Union and many other places around the world. And guess what? A lot of these places that ban this stuff have lessened obesity, have better health and quality of life, and live longer. So take it for what it's worth, but. It's kind of a good thing, right? So, this ban assembly, um, Gabrielle, who introduced the bill along with assembly member Buff Wickets and fellow Democrat, praised the victory over the public health in addition to being in food targeted towards kids. So, they start you off young with getting you hooked. The four actors of the package, items in the marketing, low low-income communities and communities of color it has gone to make our food sup- supply much safer it, it will they're basically going to make the, the supply safer so in addition to service a variety of purposes making food look more appealing like when you see something that has these beautiful wonderful vibrant colors that's what it is it's not the food it's the chemical and lasts longer the fda has long banned red dye number three and artificial color derivative for coloring certain foods because studies have shown the cause of cancer in lab animals in high doses. Yet, it's still used to give food um, that magnificent bright red hue. So, there's a lot of stuff out there. Potassium, chromite, I'm not going to go off these chemicals. I'm not a chemical engineer here so but this is truly a historic win so this is for food safety look i'm reading through this a little bit this is not going to lead to any products or any foods coming off the shelves this is not to ban anything or any other foods or prohibit so like i said there's a lot of people we have a person that we know and familiar with who I'm not going to say names, of course, but a person that is or look kind of healthy. And I hear this time and time again. They feel a little weird or under the weather. They go into the hospital and you have this, that, and the third. You have diabetes and heart and uh, blood pressure and all this fun junk. All this shit wrong with you. Why? Why me? Why did this happen? And I don't mean that in the sense of like it's your own damn fault shut up it's not because guess what all this stuff is pushed on you and you know why it's honestly honestly what it, why it's pushed on you because they want to support big pharma all these people out here who make these drugs and make them super expensive just take a look at any medicine that is available in the united states and take a look at its counterpart in other country like Mexico or something where something that costs four thousand dollars here probably costs like fifty bucks there, hundred bucks, two hundred. That's a big difference. So look at this with the EpiPen. The EpiPen used to be really cheap and it went up thousands of dollars. It's starting to come down now, but it's still an extremely expensive thing. That's a life saving device for somebody and some crooked ass druggist or whatever the hell or company wants to make it and say hey it's ours you can't make that and now we're going to slap a shitload of money on it so it's completely unaffordable but don't worry because 
we'll do something else. This is like, you know, well, we're giving you these chemicals in this food. It's killing you. Don't worry. We have the cure for it. We have the medicine. But in the same sense, look at the medicine they're giving you. It's side effects. You ever listen to one of those commercials? You will cure your uncontrollable whatever, but you will bleed from your eyes and your fingers will fall off. But you'll be cured of the other thing. So this medicine is not a cure. It's it's a giant uh, leak. And you know when you have the big dam and you have the crack and you put the little Band-Aid on it or the little bit of cement on it to cover the crack or that, what do they call that? That um, that sticky tape thing that you can make a bottom of a boat out of it and still float? I Flex Seal. There you go. I couldn't think of it for a minute. It's a short-term fix. Not a long-term fix. Short-term fix. So, is it really fixing something? No, it's not. So, like I said, the wall starts cracking. Let's not replace the wall. Cost too much money and blah, blah, blah. It's too much time. Put a patch over there. Then it cracks down lower. Put a patch over there. Then it cracks again over there. And you put another patch and another patch. And it just gets weaker and weaker because the patches are not working. It needs to be fixed, not patched. And this is what this medicine's doing. Really honestly think about it. I know I preach a lot about that type of stuff, but. It's something that's near and dear to me because I see so many people, especially when we advanced in age, I see so many people that are sick. And honestly, it's the way they eat. It's what they consume, what they do, what they input into their bodies that makes them this way. It's sad. And I hate to be the bearer of bad dudes, but it's true. So like I said, you keep putting little patches and little patches on the cracks and the thing keeps weakening. and guess what? All of a sudden, shit storm comes. And all that water behind that dam comes flying through that hole and there's an even bigger hole and more damage. So the little fixes, just fix it for a short term. Put a little bandage on it. You have a giant gushing wound of blood coming out of your arm. We'll put a band-aid on it. It's not fixing it. Putting some stitch would fix it. But the bandage is not gonna do much, the little band-aid. That's what these medicines they're giving you and charging you a shitload of money for and telling you you need and need and need and need is doing to you. The doctors are getting richer off of it. And the pharmaceutical companies are getting richer off it. And the politicians are getting richer off it because they'll go to big lobby, big farmer, and they'll put in their, hey, president, governor, assemblyman, whoever the shit hell you are, I will give you thousands and thousands of dollars. So I will help your campaign. Wink, wink. Can you just, you know, say it's okay to have my drug? Oh, well, of course. You're lining my pockets with cash. That's the whole way corruption works, baby. If you don't believe me, I don't know what's wrong with you. Because that's the way it works, peoples. That's the way it works. They line the pockets with the money. And they line their friends' pockets with the money. And the politicians with the money. And they just keep lining and lining everybody's pockets with money while you sit there and get sicker and sicker and die. Don't get to enjoy your family's gold. Think about it, people. I've seen it so many times. I'm fine. I don't need a doctor. I don't need this. I don't need that. Then they go to the doctor and they have a shitstorm of fucking problems all brought to them by the shitload of fuck chemicals that's in their body. I'm using very harsh language because guess it's a harsh topic. That's why. So please, please think about it. Think about what you're consuming and what you're putting in yourself every time you do so. Because guess what? A lot of sicknesses, I'm not saying all, there's a lot of sicknesses out there that if you just change the way you freaking eat, you can cure it. Change the way you move, you can cure it. 
believe me, I've been in car accidents. I've been knocked around, hit around. I have many of injuries. But surgery is the last damn resort. Because guess what? don't want to lose my mobility. And I work through it. Sometimes it's tougher. Sometimes the days are tougher than others. I'll work through it because I don't want to fall sick into this shit. I don't want to become a pincushion or experiment for these fucking goofballs. All these big pharma companies. So what are we going to do, right? What are we going to do with all this shit? The shit storm. I'm telling you people. These dyes in the food, the chemicals in the food, the foods that can sit up on a shelf that shouldn't really be sitting up on a shelf. Go ask somebody in like England, Ireland, something like that. Ask them, well, when you go to get your eggs, where do you put them? You know what they're going to say? I put them in the basket on the counter. Why? What? We put them in a refrigerator in our country. Yeah. You know why? Because they're freaking chemically enhanced and chemically altered just makes them bad. Take a look at one of these uh, documentaries about food where they show the food industry and they show the chickens and, you know, chickens aren't supposed to be these big plump things. They're supposed to be little things. And if you really look at the genetic, genetic makeup of a human being, we were never really meant to consume stuff like that. Because, number one, animals that are made to consume stuff like that have canines, teeth to bite in and tear. We don't have the type of teeth for that. We have plant teeth. We're like the, the what you call it? I forgot the name, the Brontosaurus. He's a plant eater, he eats trees, because of the way his genetic makeup was. The way our genetic makeups are. Like I said, I'm not telling you what to do, but do your research and figure it out which way to go. Because, like I said, when you see these chickens and these pieces of beef in the store and they're plump and juicy and all this, most likely it's some kind of chemical that they put in there to make it look that way. And then you take that and you ingest that chemical. They put chemicals in the feed. They put chemicals in the ground around them. The chickens are dying in the chicken, the giant chicken coops or chicken houses. They're dying and the other um, chickens are eating off of them the disease and getting the disease in their body. There was a thing I saw the other day. A black mamba snake bit this animal. And then the coyotes came over and started eating it. And guess what? All the coyotes dropped dead too. Because the chemical was being, the chemical from the mamba was running throughout the bloodstream and system of that animal and still there. Wasn't dead long enough for that to die out. So these other animals started eating it and they died too. It's the same shit with what we eat. That chicken eats some weird screwy chemical. That cow ate some weird screwy chemical that is not supposed to. And it dies or its insides die and then they because just look at it in the meat industry you're allowed to have a a certain amount of chlorine chlorine and bleach it's okay to have that because they have to clean all the shit out of these animals bodies don't even look at the cruelty to the animals but look at that aspect of it all the chemicals they put in it to clean out the garbage they already put in it in the first place. And then guess what? They're allowed to have some traces of these stuff in them because they know damn well they can't get all of it out. So government says, well, I know what you're doing is not, you shouldn't be doing it, but we'll let you and we'll let you to in it a little extent. But guess what? Over time, when you ingest that stuff and ingest that stuff and ingest that stuff, it adds up. Oh, it adds up. It adds up a lot. And over time, that's why when you're younger and you're eating like shit and you're like, hey, this doesn't affect me. Look, at your body has not 
fully engulfed in all this shit. Then you get older, you get brought to the hospital, and you're told you have this, that, and third wrong with you. I happen to learn about this and have my eyes open to this situation before it was too late, I believe. So far, I've been pretty good. And I'm very thankful that I was able to open my eyes. That's what I said in the beginning when I said about conflicts. You have some people that made up their minds and you can't change them. No matter what you tell them. First of all, that's pretty narrow-minded and sad. But then there's other people that can look and say, well, you know what? I saw it from this perspective and I really sat down and I looked at it. And guess what? I see your point. I'm going to do more research, look into this. And I'm going to come up with my own idea about this. Good, thank you. That's all I ask of you. Thank you so much for that. Because guess what? In the end, you're going to help yourself. Just like someone else that helped themselves. This is a lot of people. If you really want to get in-depth about helping yourself and making yourself better, read the China study. I watched documentaries and I've read it several times now. And it's really, really a great piece of research in order to help you become a better you or a healthier you. Becoming a better, a healthier you more so than a better you. But in part, you're going to feel better. So I guess you are making a better you too, right? So if we could just do these things, I think the world would be a much better place. If we could just listen to others, people's ideas, not hold their belief wholeheartedly and hate them because of it and then we just turn around and ate a little different we'd be much happier much better people as a whole honestly if you really sat down and thought about it it really is i mean all this garbage that goes into even the plants they spray them with all this shit and guess what some of the pesticides they use on these plants they have to really sit back and they have to not go near these plants or they have to wear some kind of chemical suit in order to do this and they can't go near it for several days. Do I really want that shit on my food? Do I really want to put that shit in my body? As someone, I had a co-worker several years ago who was from Poland and we were having a discussion about food and stuff like that and she said, you know, when me and my husband came to this country, we were in such shock, not because of the way the country was. Well, I guess it was in a sense, but they were in such shock. You know why they were in such shock? Because the meat, the vegetables, the fruit, all that tasted so much different than it did over there. Why? Because in their country, they're eating it fresh. They're not putting all these chemicals and garbage in it. They're eating it in its natural form. Natural form. The way you were supposed to eat it in the first fucking place. I know I'm cursing a lot this show. Because it's something I hold very dear to my heart. Like I said, I know several people that are just sick. And it's funny too because even if a doctor does tell them like, Hey listen, you got this because you're eating that. You're diabetic because you're eating that sugar or that carb. You have gout because you're eating this. Stop eating it. You'll be fine. But I can't. You can. (laughs) You really can. So even when people do point out the wrong, well, I wouldn't say wrong, but the harm in the situation and tell you how to fix it, I mean, honestly, if you had a car with a flat tire and you went to this auto shop or tire place and they said to you, well, it's a little hole. Oh, okay. What can you do for it? Well, we could put a plug in it. Oh, I don't want to do that. And the person looks at you like you're insane because they're like, you don't want to do that? How the hell do you expect to get home then? I don't know. I'll figure it out. And guess what? You don't fix that little hole with a plug. 
and you just keep going. And eventually, the rubber on the tire wears away or rips off, and then you're riding on the rim. And you just keep riding on the rim, doing more and more damage to that tire that could have been fixed very easily, and you do more and more damage, more and more damage, more and more damage, more and more damage, more and more damage. And then guess what? It gets to the point where either it's so much money to fix, or it's unfixable, and you finished it. The same situation with the human body. Stop doing this or taking this because this is causing this. Oh, but if I just have a little bit. Oh, I can just take this. I can just take that. No. You can't. That's the main point of the situation. So, as we go on, it's more about that. So, that's my little take on it. You can honestly fix Do you? That's the one thing you need to do. Sit back. Look at yourself and say, do I really want to fix it? Because you really can. Like I said, there's tons and tons of people out there that can't. Because they can't just bear the fact of fixing it. Really fixing it. So, I'll move on to a little different of a subject. We still have sports and health. I know this was kind of a health type of thing, but, you know, we can get into that more. But I want to help because... This is something I need help with myself, and I really need to get myself together. And doing so with this is making myself more organized and getting stuff. When you're organized, you can get stuff done. I organize my meals. I stay on a healthy track. Now I need to do that with others. So work countless hours, meet, uh, make too little progress. We've all been there, and we've done with that. When it happens too often, we learn to stay organized and can help pull out of the rut and maximize our productivity. Regardless of wealth or where you work from home or where you work from or office, you can take multiple progressive steps to improve your productivity. So this is a small article, and there is there's countless, countless apps and things on uh um Apple Store and the Google Play Store and the Android this and that. There's tons of apps out there. There's tons of programs free and not free that you can download on your laptop, on your computer, your desktop if people still use it. Some people do. There's tons of stuff. So let's go over the thirteen things that can help make a to do list. Um Stagger productivity. Make daily, weekly, and monthly plans. Use online or paper planners. Delegate work. Avoid multitasking. Schedule breaks. Estimate a routine. Establish a routine. Sorry. Clean up your workspace. Regulate. When you have a clean space, it's much easier to work. You know where everything is. Um, celebrate small wins. Set um, deadlines. Eliminate distractions and improve your organization. Picture this. So, at 5 p.m., you manage your, you manage to go behind on your desk. You spent 45 minutes working previously, 10 minutes swallowing your pride to ask for an extension when you didn't really have to. So, your evening is spent behind the computer trying to ignore the sound of your family having a pleasure and full fun evening. Why? Because you weren't organized. So, those tips. Make a to-do list was number one, right? So, let's go over that. I don't want the show running over. Last week, we ran under. Now, we're going to run over now. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work it out. Don't worry. Um, traditional routes to sticky notes or download one of those many online productivity apps. There you go. Write down your task. Allow yourself to visualize. And that's another thing, too. People, you can learn, like, when you go to school and you read a book, you learn about it, but you're probably going to forget it over time. If you really sit down, write it down, and analyze it, you're going to learn it. And that's the same thing with your task to do. So, priorities. 
is a term typically used to just basically set your priorities. This is what needs to get done right now. This can wait a little while, but this needs to get done right, right, right now. Make daily, weekly, and monthly planners. Know your goals are essential in a part of achieving them. Take some amount of time to think about your goals, your long-term goals. Where do you want to be in a year, five years, or even 10? Let's say you want to have your first book published within the next year. Break down the goals, break down the steps in order to get to that. Follow them. If you fall behind, go back and get back on track. If you don't meet your deadline right away, make sure you still try to work to get to it. Using online planners or paper planners. Like I said, there's so many things. There's Google Calendar or Evernote. There's so many different things out there. And you can share these with people in your life so they know. Like people you work with, family. You can make a family Google Calendar and you can see what the other person is doing. Of course, you have to sit down and look at it. Sometimes we're all guilty of not doing that. I speak from experience. Anyway. Planners can help you stay on track with your ongoing projects, communications, having a visual representation of your schedule and tasks to accomplish can help to get you through them with calm, focused mind and foreshadow. Delegating work. Not everyone can do this, what you do. So prioritize tasks that you need to tend to personalize and to maximize your efforts on the task that you really need to. Delegate the other stuff to other people so in order to avoid overexerting yourself. Avoid multitasking. I know you have to be a multitask. No, you don't. When work piles up, we often try to cross two or more things off at once. For instance, you might attend a phone meeting while reviewing and adding notes to your documents while you may think you're being effective and multitasking, you're actually doing the opposite. So stay focused on the thing that you're doing at that time. Don't do like 20 things at the same time. Join the world's work marketplace. Schedule breaks. Like multitasking, running between and getting behind on stuff and not giving yourself that time to breathe and let loose is really going to affect you. Establish a routine. This is extremely helpful. Having a daily routine helps you um, convert your daily task into daily habits, just like you do with brushing your teeth every morning or without scheduling throughout and having things to done and get done. So you have that routine. You get up at this time. You exercise at this time. You shave at this time if you're a guy. Or you take a shower at this time. You eat at this time, whichever, or you work out. Go eat, take a shower then. Have those days. Maybe your daily routine will change because you have a little more time on certain days. You do so. Oh, sorry. And you find that what works best for you. Clean up your work space regularly. Make sure there's not a lot of clutter, not a lot of stuff to distract you, not a lot of dust and dirt. You want to be in a clean, healthy, productive environment. It's the best way to work. And of course, I've been turning the pages so effortlessly, and then this one goes. Schedule your workly work day in blocks of time. Use the block method to block off times. I'm going to work on this from 9 to 10.30. I'm going to work on that spreadsheet from 10.30 to 11. I'm going to work on this meeting and this phone calls. Schedule your time in blocks. Celebrate small wins. As you Im- implement and step toward your art, your goals and what to get done, celebrate the fact that you did it. Give yourself a breather. Give yourself some confidence. Say, listen, you did it. Good job. Allow yourself to have that. Set artificial deadlines. Earlier in the article, we introduced the establishment of the matrix. So give yourself an artificial deadline. Make it a little bit, you know, I have to get this. Instead of saying I have to get this done in two days, I have to get it done in one day. And this way, you have time to spread out and do stuff more. 
because you're giving yourself a false spread of uh, false deadline and you're helping yourself eliminate distractions as always try to get the distraction stuff out of the way the different things that disturb you productivity and work can get done you'll need to figure out how to eliminate distractions stay by putting your phone on do not disturb or the buzzing from something just keep stuff that distracts you out of the way and you'll be a much better person so your workplace organize a little checklist this is a checklist make the to-do list oh this is basically what we started is i actually copied two articles that i wanted to look at with that so multitask and stuff like that so that's our little take on that believe me doing all this to get yourself is an extremely helpful helpful thing it can really help you to get things done so as we go on to sports i got a couple of things to talk about in sports and i'm going to try not to you know let this go over the top or go crazy so you know we're keeping on track on this other thing here um so if you're a sports fan, the Jets. I'm just I'm in the New York area, so I'm gonna talk about the Jets. I just saw if I can find the damn thing now. We have two players that will be out this week for a weekend play, which is freaking lovely. I tell you. So we have two more players that will be out tomorrow. What a lovely I should have wrote it down. But uh, we have two players that will be out, and I can't find the stupid article now. So, this goes to show you if I would have wrote it down, I would have had it. But anyway, but I did see something else, and someone said a few years ago we had Geno Smith. Now there's been Bonds, Mark Sanchez. Geno Smith was kind of the laxadaisal and stuff like that. He went to team to team to team, and then he finally became a really decent quarterback. So sometimes these things take time. So Zach is going to take some time. Give the kid a chance. First off, he wasn't even planning on being the starting quarterback. It was going to be all Aaron Rodgers. No fault to Aaron Rodgers, he got injured. So now he's pushed into being that person when he didn't think he was going to be. You know what they say? Shit happens, right? So now he's at this aspect and he is in this situation and he's doing the best he can with what he's got. And he's going to have a learning curve. He's young. He's just learning the job. He's just getting his stuff done. You know how it is. So let's give the kid a break for a minute and start harassing him and putting him down so much, okay? That's far from us. Now, the other thing, we just had the wrestling wars where we had, I, I'm running out of time. Anyway, we just had the wrestling war of Tuesday night. And before on Tuesday, when um, Dynamite was on Tuesday night, they were beating Nexus. So it was kind of like, throw the gauntlet out there, throw the challenge out there and see who can beat him. Everybody's, oh, tell the dude if he beat them. And listen, I'm not one, I'm just not going for one show over the other or anything. But no, honestly, step back and look at it. Did they really beat them that much? They overstacked their show with a shitload of talent, both new and old. Not their Nexus talent. And honestly, over time, do you think they could keep doing this? I don't think they can keep it up monetarily wise and organizing wise. It's a win. You got your win. Pat yourself on the back, whatever. But do you really think you could keep up with this? I honestly don't think they can. So, yeah, they got more viewers. And like I said, I'm not trying to push for AEW or WWE over the other, but. They got more viewers, but look at the perspective of how they got that. 
by stacking and spending a shitload of money. And if you keep stacking and spending money like that, you're not going to have enough to keep yourself going, to be honest. So, all in all, was this really that much of a win? It's a one-shot-in-the-dark type of thing. I don't think they will be on Tuesday night again, AEW. So, but in all honesty, let's just be happy. There's two wrestling companies, so there's something we have something to turn to when the other thing isn't what we like. And also, for the athletes and stars that participate in it, they're not stuck with going to one place and have to put up with what goes on at that one place. They have the ability to go to one place to the other, in all honesty. So just be a fan of wrestling instead of a fan of a single company. Be a wrestling fan. Be happy for this person and that person. There's going to be personalities in wrestling you're going to like. There's going to be personalities in wrestling you're going to hate. That's the shit of it. That's just the thing of it. And guess what? Just sit back and enjoy it all together. Because those people working hard to make you hate them or like them, right? So give them their kudos. I don't want to say flowers. I think that's kind of... I, I don't know where it came from. I just think it sounds... To me, it sounds odd and weird. I don't want to use that term. Give them their kudos. Give them their just dessert. I like much better. Give them their flowers. Anyway. So, like I said, before we spoke a lot about health with food, and I always give a health tip corner in the show, so this is where we're going to go into the health tip corner aspect of the show. So, since we talked about food and organization, you can do that with your food. You can organize your food, make your meal prep and stuff, but that's another health tip that can get you on track. But also, remember, the aches and pains are going to come. The knee aches, the back aches, the neck aches, the butt aches, the wrist aches, the finger aches, the eye aches. All that's going to come when you're exercising sometimes because sometimes you just overdo it. Or sometimes it's just wear and tear. So please, people, remember before and after to stretch. And even if you don't think it's for you or you think it's just weird or odd, yoga to recover. Use yoga to recover from what you, the abuse you cause to your body by lifting weights or working out hard or whatever. Or even working in the yard. You did a lot of yard work and your back hurts, your knees hurt. Use yoga to ease it. It honestly, honestly works. I mean, I know if you blew out your knee, you're not going to do yoga and then walk fine the next day. Of course, that'd be completely stupid and idiotic. I'm not saying that. But the little aches and pains and the little stiffness, if you really use stretching and or yoga apply, stuff like that, it does help. It honestly does help. I know I used to do yoga a lot and I kind of like, I guess because of time restrictions, I got away from it. And now I am incorporated more and more and guess what? It honestly helps me. It honestly helps my body to recover. Helps my body to feel better. And like I said, to recover. So it is a real tool in your toolbox of health and wellness and working out. Is to use some kind of stretching or yoga type of activity. It honestly, honestly helps. Just really sit down, take a look at it. Try it out a few times. It's not going to be overnight. You're not going to do it once and feel magnificent and know it works. Because number one, your body, if you haven't stretched in those ways, it's going to take a while to get your body to stretch in those ways. It does honestly help over time. So give it a chance as I see we're closing the show. So this I just wanted to say that. And I guess we're going to close it out now. So thank you guys so much for watching. I really do appreciate all the watchers, the viewers. Please consider subscribing. So you can hear this every week. Last week is a little slow. So it was a, sh a, show, a show that ran short. But this we're running good this time. So please hit that subscribe. Hit that like. Make sure you're part of the show. Make sure you're in when the show comes out. And check it out. And in closing, please remember you can find us where you find your favorite podcast every Sunday. Not a particular time, but every Sunday. 
where you find your favorite podcast, Google Pod, Spotify, um, Apple, all those lovely places where you find your lovely podcast. Remember, you can find us there too. So thank you again. And like always, have a very great day, productive week, and achieve something. Thank you so much for listening.